The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max, a SmackDown Live review for October 17th, 2017. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you'll find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. Make sure you go hit that subscribe, rate, and review button as well, because not only do you get a chance to get your voice heard, it gets us a little bit more exposure, and you get every single show we do, including this review show and every other review show we do. We appreciate all those that have already subscribed. And make sure you go check out other places like FromOneMania.com as well as LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Both are great, amazing sites. They support us, and we definitely thank them. And, you know, like always, you know, we are here and excited about talking SmackDown Live. Of course, I am not Harry Broadhurst. You can hear that clearly. Uh, but I am Gary Vaughn. You know, I'm the, usually the Raw guy, and I, of course, NXT, but I'm here tonight. Harry is sick, which sucks really bad, but hey, I'm happy to be here. And your normal co-host, Liz, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, and I didn't want to I didn't want to mispronounce your last name. That's fine. P- Puglisi, right? Is that how you say yep, it? Yep, that's how you say it. That's All good. right, thank you. So I didn't want to butcher it. I, I know this is that's, my first time out. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I definitely appreciate you know you guys allowing me on here. Uh, you know, it's fun to talk SmackDown. I don't do it a whole lot. I've done it a few times with Harry recently, but you know it's cool and it's cool to talk to a new voice too. You know, so. <laughs> Ah, well, of course, you know, we have a really interesting show to jump into. Are, are you ready to do this, to, to get into this whole thing uh, of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? I'm ready. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, so we do have Daniel Bryan coming out to start the show. Uh Basically, you know, going to come out here and get us loaded up on what's going to happen on this show and also jump into what his opinions are about, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Well, guess what? It doesn't take long for Sami Zayn to come down and say, hey, you know, how's it going, man? You know, we've known each other for 15 years, things like that, all that good stuff with Daniel Bryan. And, you know, really what you get here is. In this segment is really Brian questioning Sami Zayn uh, about, you know, kind of his actions and why he's smiling. And Sami says, look, I'm smiling because I took my career back. My actions are really, honestly, what I feel is right. And he tells Daniel Bryan he feels bad for him because he didn't do the same thing. Uh, you know, a few nasty barbs are thrown from Sami Zayn, calling Daniel Bryan a housewife, uh, a few <laughs> things like that. Yeah, that, that was kind of a funny thing. I actually kind of thought that was a good crack at him. I like that. Uh, I did too. And, of course, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan tries to get back into this whole thing, but really it's about Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens comes out to join his buddy and does just what Sami Zayn does, calls Daniel Bryan a, a martyr and, you know, agrees with the housewife comment. And Daniel Bryan's kind of ganged up on here. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, you know, they kind of accuse 
Daniel Bryan of becoming what he used to hate, and that's the authority. I, I kind of like that. It kind of takes mm-hmm. you back to those days of Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Kind of enjoyed that. Uh, but, you know, since he is outnumbered, Daniel Bryan does leave the ring. Kevin Owens and Zayn are kind of laughing at him, you know, thinking about, ha, you know, look what we did. But Bryan says, no, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not leaving because I'm scared. I'm just going to go get a couple guys. I want to punch you guys in the face. So, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> I like this this beginning here, Liz. I, I thought it was really kind of entertaining because I do like Sami Zayn. I, I really, you know, love Kevin Owens, and this is to me a really good mixture here. I think it was one of the the best openings in a while for SmackDown. Um, what I really like about you know, Sami's you know turn here is that his whole character didn't drastically change. He's still pretty much behaves and acts and speaks the way he was before. It's just not whole image change and music change. It's just him seeing things differently. You know, in real life, when we have a change of heart or see things differently, we don't change our whole persona. So I I really liked, um, you know, the way they've handled that so far. I loved the things he was saying to Daniel. I don't watch um, Total Bellas or Total Divas, but I do really enjoy the Bella's YouTube channel. So, um, and Daniel's on there a lot, obviously. So a lot of the things he was saying, I was laughing at because you, you, you see the same thing on the, the similar things like you'd see on Total Divas and Total Bella's on, on the YouTube channel. So it, 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 you know, it made you chuckle. I think, I think overall from what I saw online, everybody really enjoyed it. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny you say that because, you know, I think a lot of the people that do watch Total Bells and then do like you do and watch their YouTube channel get a chance to really enjoy things that some of us other guys who don't watch either miss out yeah. on. And so that that's cool that they do pander to the, you know, the people that do watch it. And I think it's it's a really sweet situation. I'm in total agreement with you on the Sami Zayn thing. I, I think that they've done a great job, and Sami Zayn himself – of finding that happy medium because he could have came out and just been a complete jerk, didn't smile, right. just pretended he was Oscar the Grouch. And that's not what he does here. He, he's Sami Zayn. He's just that guy. He just has a little bit different demeanor. He does point at the crowd. I, I do like that part where he says, look, I just kind of got rid of those guys pointing to the universe and, and says, you know, it's not about them anymore. It's, it's just about doing what makes me happy. And so I appreciate that. And I think this is really setting enough up for some good things down the line and not getting rid of who we like in Sami Zayn. So if he ever did want to switch back, it's not like he totally, you know, trashed the gimmick or anything like that. So uh, much appreciated on that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, totally agree. It's just, it's very organic. It's very natural, which is nice for a change. No, definitely. Uh, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, you know, we get in this backstage segment later on. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens coming back there with Zane, and, and they approach Daniel Bryan and, and kind of make fun of you know him again, and kind of teasing him and saying, "You couldn't find anybody to face us, could you? You know, no one wanted to take us on." And Daniel Bryan goes, "No, no, I couldn't." Uh, it, it just about everybody wants to face you guys and punch you in the face. Uh, but you know, I had to pick two. And, you know, now they're inquisitive. They want to know who their opponents are going to be tonight. And Daniel Bryan says Randy Orton and Nakamura. So that sets up a a big match uh, to basically be your main event tonight. And we'll we'll kind of go down that right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have Owens and Zayn take on Orton and Nakamura. And, you know, this is a a pretty decent match here. I 
kind of enjoyed it for the most part. I think they did some good things here. You have, you know, Randy Orton, you know, basically throwing uh, Sami Zayn around a lot here, throwing, throws him on top of the announce table, which I thought was a great spot. Uh, and, and, you know, Kevin Owens is doing his thing with Nakamura, throwing him into the stairs and all that kind of good stuff. They, they have a pretty decent, you know, matchup here. Really, it, it boils down to, though, at the end here with Sami Zayn, low blows, Randy Orton, and hits the Haluva kick to get the victory. And, you know, hey, this is a heel thing to do, uh, to cheat and win, and that's what happens here. Uh, you know, they, they get the victory, uh, they celebrate, go back and make fun of Daniel Bryan again. Uh, but Daniel Bryan does let these guys know that, hey, I'm not going to be making the decision next week what happens to you. It's going to be Shamey Man, which, you know, they're not looking like they're too thrilled about it, but they still go celebrate the rest of the night. So what did you think about the way all this had turned and happened? Well, when, I, when he first said that it was Nakamura, and, and I was like, that's so random. Um I was questioning, like, did I miss something the last couple of weeks? I mean, I know they all interact, you know, and this, that, whatever, and Nakamura and Orton have teamed together before. But, see, for me, it seemed like an odd pairing to go against them. But I, I really enjoyed the match. I, th- I thought it was a pretty entertaining match, pretty decent match. Um, so I kind of changed my mind on that. I, and then, but I also couldn't think, well who else would it be, you know, could have been AJ or and somebody else, but obviously AJ had other things to, other things planned for the night. Um, but I think, I think it all went down pretty, you know, pretty well. I'm curious to see what they have in store next week now. So I think that played out, you know, very well, because sometimes they set things up and you're like, I really don't care. You know, obviously I'm going to watch anyway, but you, you don't really, really like kind of like, eh, but now I'm like, oh, okay, I want to see what Shane is up to next week. Yeah, you're totally right because <laughs> there are those times where they kind of put it into place where, hey, this is just your standard match you're going to have next week, and you're just thinking, okay, wonderful, let's yeah. just move on and do that. And I've always enjoyed when they kind of throw those teasers out there, give you a little bit of intrigue, make you want to tune in next week. Uh, you get that a lot when you watch NXT. You know, they do that a right. lot too. So that's why I kind of appreciate what they did here too. I'm right there with you on that. And you know, you mentioned you know why the choice of Randy Orton and Nakamura for this main event, and really it boils down to me. There's not much going for them right now. It's kind of sad to say that for two guys who super talented, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm—I'll be honest with you—I'm not a super Randy Orton guy. I think he's a, a wonderful performer, does his job yeah. very well. But sometimes I just kind of get bored with the Randy Orton stuff. Me personally, yeah. I said to Harry, like, oh, I don't even know who was on the podcast or offline. I think it was before the last pay per view. I think it was before Hell in a Cell. I wouldn't mind if I kind of thought he was going to lose at Hell in a Cell. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll lead up to an extended vacation for him. Because I think he could do it some time off and come back with a little bit of a some type of repackaging. Yeah, he could. You know, at the end of the day, though, we're always going to get pretty much Randy Orton. Oh, <laughs> Unless yeah, he's a super, super heelish Randy Orton, which is fine, too. Right. I kind of appreciate, you know, heel Randy Orton a lot because, you know, he, he has just that demeanor about him. He... he I've never met the guy in real life. I don't know what he's like, but, you know, especially back in his younger years, he kind of was a jerk in the first place. So it kind of matched up with 
<laughs> his character on screen and off screen. Uh, but now he's older. Now you kind of understand why he's kind of doing what he's doing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, this was a good opponent. It was a major superstar. You know, I would think they said 13 time champion, if I'm not wrong. So mm-hmm. this is a guy that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens should be worried about. Nakamura is another guy. I really love what he offers because he is charismatic. He, he's a new face. For the most part, I mean, we've seen him a little while now, but still, he's new to a lot of other people. And, and yet, we're still in this place of, what are we going to do with him? You know, what, what right. can we really put in place? So, this was a nice way to get both those guys in the show. And yeah. against, you know, two guys that I think really had a good, you know, effort. So, I think overall, this was pretty much the main arc of the show. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I think it, it was a good uh, part of the show. I think it was a little bit, you know. Maybe mostly strong. It, it, maybe not as strong as what we got on Raw with the Shield and all, but I think this is fairly strong. So, yeah, definitely. No, it was definitely the top, the top part of the show. Everything else was kind of. I mean, there was a couple other entertaining spots, you know, segments, but it was it was pretty much the overall top part of the show. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'll, I'll say this. You know, th- we'll talk about the rest of the show, but uh, you know. Well, we talked to Raw last night. Me and Paul Leeser talked. It, uh, it was kind of funny. We were like, okay, the, the main arc of the show was the most important. The rest we don't even have to talk about. It. It's just trap. Uh, that's not what's happened here on SmackDown, though. I'll be honest with you. I, I think SmackDown had a lot of undercard stuff that really did work well. You know, and, and I think one of them is this six-woman tag that they had. I think it, it, it ended up being pretty okay uh, for what they were trying to do. Uh, I'm still... In limbo, uh, I'm really where this women's division is going. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's too super strong at the moment. Um, and I'm not super sure if I'm thrilled about what they're doing with it. Um, but I, I think they give us matches like this to, to keep us at least interested in what they're doing, who they've got involved in this division. And in the sixth, man, uh, sixth woman tag, we do have Charlotte, uh, Naomi, and Becky Lynch take on Natalia, Lana, and Tamina. And uh, this is actually, you know, I think, like I said, fairly entertaining. I think they did a pretty good job of getting a lot of people involved. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that they did have Alana in the end here. Uh, in fact, you know, she she had some pretty decent moments with uh, Charlotte here. Um, I tell Charlotte to control, hit the figure uh, eight, and Lana taps to it to end the match. But I think overall, uh, we got a decent outing. And just to throw in, Charlotte did attack Natalia at the end here. Uh, Chasing her off. So, uh, you know, I don't know that I got a lot from this. I think out of all the recent women's matches, and, and for the most part, I think even on Raw, most of them have been, you know, multi-people matches. I think out of the last few that I've seen, this is one that I've actually paid attention to. I've, I'm kind of, I, I know why they use them so much, I, the fatal four-ways and the triple threats, but for me, they're like... It's like every week you're getting like two or three of them. So for me, it's like, okay. And, you know, of course I get why they do it. You have to, you know, get as many people as you can on air. I love so many, especially with the women's division, so many people are involved in each backstage segment and such. But this was the first one I actually enjoyed it. You know, it, it was pretty quick, you know, quick paced. Everybody was involved. I liked seeing, you know, Lana in it. Yeah, I, you know, it's, and that's kind of what, uh, to be honest with you, kind of intrigued me because usually she's the one kind of left on the side, which, you know, a lot of people would argue probably should be the one on the side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they do give her that experience, give her that opportunity, uh, along with these other ladies, and, and really just put on a, a really entertaining match for the most part. I know I kind of mentioned that about the main event, but I think this is the kind of the same way. I don't think it was overly great. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, you have a little bit of a disadvantage when you do some of these multi-man matches because of the fact that you've got some talents that are, are not really up to par with some of the others in the mm-hmm. ring. It, this really, honestly, if you think about it, was very lopsided. I mean, you had three really good talents, and then on the other side, you had one great one, and then two others were okay. You know, okay, some yeah. are of every average. So that kind of causes a problem, but I think they did a great job covering themselves for that. And, you know, I, I appreciate it. And, and I don't know what you think about the whole Charlotte thing, chasing off Natalia. I don't know that I really cared about that either. I don't think that ad, after she, she did that, that I feel any like, oh, man, this is so awesome, you know? Is Charlotte, I actually, when she, sorry, I wasn't really a fan of Charlotte to begin with. It's not a popular opinion. I've said it before. I'm really not that much into the whole women's division. I, as a woman, I probably shouldn't say that, but it's true. <laughs> I just, for a long time, I haven't. And I mean, the talent, the women are phenomenal. Some of them, they really are. But it just doesn't hold my attention. I don't think there are many that are very good storytellers. I think there are some that are great in the ring, but I think very few of them speak well on the mic, not that I'm so fabulous, um, and put on, you know, put on good matches. I think it's kind of half and half. But the Charlotte, and, and I've been a Nat- Natalia fan for a long time. I really like her. I know for some she's very much a mixed bag. A lot of people hate on her, you know, the last year or two. It doesn't really do anything for me. I checked out of the, you know, Ric Flair, Bret Hart thing, you know, a few weeks ago. It's it's done for me, the whole, you know, family, whose family was better. It, it doesn't do anything for me, really. Yeah, It's an old crutch, right? I mean, it's yeah. just something they can use to, to kind of pump up what they've got going. And I, I, I get it. Yeah, I think you do, too. It's, it's there. It's the history's there. But I think, really, they need to kind of shine on their own merit now. It, we've, we've heard that a lot, uh, way too much. Mm-hmm. It's time for them to go on their own merit. And, and I think you got Natalia, who's got a lot of merit lots of history a great veteran and you have charlotte who's an up-and-coming star who's honestly and you mentioned my skills in the ring pretty good and on the mm-hmm. mic i think fairly well compared to anybody else out there i think the only person that has her beat is bliss um so that's just my personal opinion at least no i can agree with that I so yeah you know, and you know like i said this is a, a situation where Maybe it's an entertaining match, but they're not giving you too much. And like you said, not many stories being told mm-hmm. right now. This is leading to Survivor Series, and I have a feeling this is going to be on a holding pattern until we get closer to Survivor Series because, well, they'll be teaming people up to probably take on the Raw brand or do something like that. So uh, we've got probably another few weeks of this, and just yeah. to warn everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. Oh boy. So uh, okay, we we kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, but really, before we move out of that, I got to ask you one question. Okay, so I'm I'm really intri- intrigued by people's answers on this. Naomi is one that they kind of push recently, uh, mm-hmm. and I've never really been big on Naomi. Now she's fine uh, on, on some of the things that she does, but never been really strong. And you know, I think it's kind of like what you've kind of said about maybe Charlotte. Uh, what do you think about her? So I like Naomi. Is it- I like Naomi 
How do I say it? I like Naomi on social media. I enjoy following her on Twitter and Instagram. Not so much because I really care about their private lives, because honestly, I don't. Um, but I just find her entertaining there. I don't see her as, you know, one of the greatest women wrestlers of the last, you know, even five years. I mean, she's entertaining. The whole, you know, she has a pretty cool entrance. She yeah. can have it. She can have a decent match. But that's my whole problem with most of the women's, you know, division. It hasn't been anybody for me. For me, I know people love Sasha. I know people love Bailey and whoever, and on and on. But for me personally, for a while, there hasn't been anybody that's like, oh my god, I really want you know, forget this one. I really just waiting for the women's division, you know, to come on. None of them really grab my attention all that much. I get a lot of flack for saying that. I really, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh. That's okay. Uh, you know, everybody's do their opinion. And I, I think for the most part, a, a lot of people agree with you. Maybe, you know, there's a, they're going to give it a little more credit maybe than you do. Maybe they're going to give it a few more names and maybe you might, but that's okay. Uh, I think there are the few amongst many that really do grab people and, and, and make them want to, you know, buy merchandise mm-hmm. and care about who they are, where their storyline goes. That That's a really difficult thing for this division on both brands, I would say. Um, I care about them as, you know, people and uh, entertainers because I do follow the majority of them on, like, Twitter and, you know, Instagram and and things like that. Um, I enjoy the little peeks behind, you know, behind the scenes that that they give. So, you know, I'm glad they have careers and I do follow them and, you know, I do support them. Just for me, it doesn't, as, you know, as wrestlers, as their storylines really have just done absolutely nothing to capture my interest. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Okay. Well, th- there you go. See, I got my answer, and I appreciate you <laughs> indulging me. I just, I'm always kind of curious because the other guys always have to hear it all the time uh, about me ragging on that, and, and so at least I got someone else's opinion. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fashion files. Now, uh, this is not the fashion files that you would, you know, usually see. This is, of course, pulp fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, so as soon as this popped up, I, I was enjoying it immediately. Uh, and this first installment was kind of interesting. You had Fandango kind of doing the Travolta role here. Uh, then you had Bree, uh, Breeze doing the Uma Thurman role, which that was hilarious. Um, I can't wait till they dance together. It's, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, but what we have right now in this one is they do some of the more serious stuff from the actual movie Pulp Fiction. Uh, you have the Ascension sitting at a table and with a cheeseburger in front of him. And you have Fondago come up and approach him and, and is talking to him. And uh, they're talking about the cheeseburger. And, I, I, you know, you have Breeze come up and make his introduction, which is kind of funny, kind of dancing introduction. And, and talks about the cheeseburger and says, you know, the line about it being uh, in France, a, a royal rumble. Cheese, <laughs> love that great stuff, corny. But I'm I'm a big fan of the corny stuff. Uh, and, and you know, from there, he actually takes a bite of that same hamburger, starts to f- choke and fall down. You have Fandango say he's allergic to pickles, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, and they steal something else from the movie. Uh, the Ascension say, "I will help you, but you got to make a deal. You got to be our best friends." <laughs> so uh, Fandango's like, "Sure, whatever. You know, help me." Uh, they give him a big needle. Show him where to stick it, 
And before he sticks it, of course, you know, we have Bree's awakening, surprisingly, and says the reason he passed out was because the bun was terrible. And the Ascension are very offended. They say it is gluten-free, and they live gluten-free lives. And, of course, Brizongo don't agree with that sentiment. So uh, it, it's it's a little silly. You know, me explaining it doesn't no favors. Um, but I, I think if you watch it, I, I, I got it. I thought it was funny. So... It actually does do favors. I've I've never seen Pulp Fiction in its entirety. Wow. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in its entirety. I did get pieces of it that were from the movie, um, but the whole thing actually makes a little bit more sense now that, <laughs> now that you explained it. But did, <laughs> did he say Honey Bunny? Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> I, I was a star. I was talking to my friend. I'm like, did he just say Honey Bunny? But is that in the movie, or is that just... You know, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I have, I'm to, a I have to check. Yeah, I'd have to check myself. I think... Hysterical. I was like, did he just... But yeah, yeah no, I've, I've never seen... Yeah, I mean, this is kind of funny. You know, uh, there, there's so much out of the movie that they kind of put in place here. Uh, even the briefcase, you know, being a big part of the movie, they had that stolen from them. Uh, so that's a, another scenario we'll have to kind of catch up on next week. I'm sure they'll have lots of clues and probably blame lots of people. Um, but, you know, what's interesting here in this whole segment, too, that I didn't really touch on earlier was the Ascension, uh, before, you know, the hamburger was even eaten, uh, mentioned the Bludgeon Brothers. And they say, you guys, don't know it's a bludgeon brothers you should have already figured this out uh and, and then of course the choking ensued uh, so uh you know Rowan. i didn't really know didn't have any clue that they were going to be teaming up until recently so i i, I mean I, I think it's funny did you ever get that when you're watching the fashion files that it could be harper and rowan um no okay no. It just is mind-boggling uh, at times. Like, who could this be? Why could it be? And then, of course, I think sometimes I would narrow it down to, well, it's got to be those guys. Hopefully it's those guys. And it is, you know. Uh, you know. Th- okay, so I- I'm just going to feed off this and-, and get into this next part. I was going to because- say, I think mm-hmm. when Paul and I were doing SmackDown, I think we kept saying <laughs> from the very beginning, oh, this is just Harper and Rowan. This is Harper and Rowan. <laughs> and... Then lo and behold, here they are. So yeah, <laughs> it's still it's just so weird though that they WWE. I get it. It's been a long time, right? So the chances of people still remember, but like this is one of those things where like we went through this whole thing of them being separated for a long time, right? And then you just magically put them back together. It's just ah. Uh... Well, once again, they had nothing to do. They they were completely bored out of their minds. <laughs> but did they so, explain? Did they explain why they would just come together randomly, nope. or they just see? That's what I'm talking about. Like y'all were fighting, WB. and then <sighs> yeah, the, the history does not matter with WB. We're learning this more and more years by year. It does not matter. Uh, I know Paul gets pissed off about that too. So <laughs> ah, yeah, sad. It, 
It's, yeah, it's really sad, uh, especially when. Imagine if Walking Dead characters. did not reward you for watching the show. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would definitely be not watching that show uh, again. <laughs> so, but yeah, but there, I mean, that, that's what's going on in the Bludgeon Brothers. I mean, let's talk about this video package. Uh, they had a video package here, and at first, I thought it was a Star Wars commercial because you had the the Darth Vader breathing for like fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Well, at least it felt like fifteen minutes, um, but it wasn't. It's was probably maybe about two. Uh, but really it's just them making symbolism and throwing the mask off into the ground and and them saying this, whatever it is, this mystical, I'm not even going to quote it. Not even going to read it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it just matters that Harper and Rowan are back together and they smash the mask and all that stuff. And, and wow, here we are. Are you even excited about seeing these guys in action? Are you, do you even like the gimmick? Um, I don't know if I like the gimmick yet. I'll be honest with you. Um, when I, when I first saw the first, you know, segment where they were first introduced, I said it, and even a little bit today, it reminded me like of one of the segments from you know back in the '80s. Maybe I'm dating my my aging myself here. Um, when they would start to introduce you know new characters, which I really don't mind, and I don't mind the the throwback to it. But I don't know. I, I don't know because it seems like for the most part. Most of it, I mean, you have the Ascension, which they're really not doing anything with. Most of those, for lack of a better word, gimmicky, you know, tag teams, they don't really have a lot of them. So I don't know if that whole, you know, it seems to be the ones that come in like that, like the Ascension and um, the Void Villains and whoever, they end up flopping, mainly because the WWE has gone so far from this type of thing for so long, and now that creeping some of it back in. I mean, I like Hopper. I like Rowan. I like them in the Wyatt family. I like them out of the Wyatt family, but it's not like, oh, you know, for me, it's not like, oh, my God, look who's back. I'm, you know, so excited. But you never know. I mean, the tag team division could use another tag team. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe it'll be something good. Yeah, you're not wrong. They definitely need the tag team. That's a very important part of this process because there's only so many times we can watch New Day and the Usos, which I love. Don't get me wrong. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a great matchup, and uh, I'm not complaining. But, I mean, I think eventually we're going to want to see other tag teams involved mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe have a tournament or do something great with that tag division. And the only way they're going to do that is by increasing the numbers of tag teams and, and by having quality tag teams. I think Eric, uh, you know, Rowan, you know, is a guy that may not be the best wrestler, but I think what he lacks uh, definitely uh, is helped out by Luke Harper and, and everything he brings to the table. So I think these guys already work well together. I think you mix them up in the rest of this tag division and, and I think you just make it stronger. And right. The gimmick may be hokey. It may be a little bit silly, but that's okay. I think at the end of the day, what we're going to be thinking about when these guys actually get in the ring is the fact that they can be dominant. And they can match up very well with a lot of these other teams. So I'm actually happy about that, that that this whole thing is very silly, very corny. Uh, So I I just want to see them in the ring. Let's stop the video packages. How about that? Agreed. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to go from here, and, and we're going to talk a little Jinder Mahal. That's right. Your WWE champion, uh, of course, welcomes himself uh, to the WWE Universe as the Singh brothers uh, you know, bring him down to the ring. And he basically tells everyone in, in the audience that you know he was recently in India. People treated him like the Maharaja he deserved to be, uh, and they treated him like a five-star you know, guy, and they just really, really loved him. And uh, when, you know, 
they were saying he was talking about all this stuff. He, he kind of told a story about a little boy who approached him and, you know, of course, loved him. Um, but he said, you know, no one in the U.S., you know, treats you the same, even though you've beaten everybody on SmackDown. And gender, you know, basically chastises the crowd and says, this is the way I should be treated. Kind of the same thing he kind of does week in, week out. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes from here, and, and he does something that's uh, kind of terrifying, if you ask me, uh, at least for me thinking about his safety. Um, he challenges Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, oof, poor guy. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, it's kind of like Emma asking to have a match with Asuka. Oof. Uh, so, nonetheless, uh, he does this, and he, he, you know, said people will respect him and kiss his feet and, and love him after he beats the beast. And slays the beast is actually what he says here. Um, so he makes those comments. AJ Styles uh, comes to the ring and basically says, look, gender, you know, I get it. You know what you're trying to do here. And gender, you know, uh, talks about, you know, the championship match. And AJ's like, I don't even care about the championship match. I, what I want to know is you, you said that you've beaten everybody on SmackDown, but you haven't beaten me. And, you know, Ginger calls him a loser, and before you know it, AJ attacks him and clears out the ring. Uh, and that leads to us to having a backstage segment of two, uh, where Ginger tells Daniel Bryan he demands that there's action to be take place. And he says, you know, hey, next week I want Sunil to take <laughs> on AJ. And uh, Daniel Bryan, sure, sure, well, let's do it. So you got Hall doing his normal stuff and throwing one of his guys under the bus already. You know, I enjoyed that part um, when he said that Sunil would fight in his honor next week. It just reminded me of some like old school, you know, heelishness where the the main guy would have his lackey, you know, take <laughs> take care of business. So, so I enjoyed that part. I got a kick out of it. I mean, I enjoyed AJ smacking him around, you know, a little bit. The rumors about Brock and Jinder have been out there, I think, for a few days now. And I have yet to find one person that's actually interested in it. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's, it's, there's not really uh, there's, much excitement for that. You know, nobody, everybody's, everybody's usually, oh, okay, yeah, Brock's going to show up, and blah, blah, blah. And now everybody, I think, for once is rooting for Brock, which is kind of sad for Jinder. <laughs> but... He's just hoping that he smacks him around a lot, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think most people really, you know, just really fear for Mahal's safety. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, big hopes, you know, tall dreams. There you go, Mahal. You know, you get that shot and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I think he's depending on the Singh brothers to, to really be a part of that match, too, I think. But it, it's interesting. I, I do like the challenge for the fact that, you know, this is a guy that's not running away. He's, he's you know, at least making challenges and, and doing right. things. So that, that's a positive thing compared to other champions. Um, so, so, you know, that's one positive thing out of this whole Mahal situation. I think, you know, what we're getting here is, you know, the same stuff that we kind of see from Mahal. So it's nice to have a little change of pace in a way. But besides that, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are ready for that WWE Championship to go somewhere else because I think the Mahal thing is, is wearing on people, I think, if you ask me. It, it just kind of falls flat. And... I mean, I don't even really know what else to say other than that. It just it just falls flat. I've always liked Jinder. You know, I liked him. I actually liked 3MB. You know, I liked him, you know, previously. You know, I have some, you know, respect for his abilities and whatnot. But it's, it's just, 
it seemed, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to be working well for me. He's just very flat. There's no oomph, for lack of a better term to it. It's very dry. Uh, you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think you, you're right on cue. And you know, I just had to say it. You know, bring up the fact that I just I know that's why exactly people are clamoring for something else because mm-hmm. he is very dry. You know, so uh, we'll hop off that. We'll move on to something else. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about something that you, you might find entertaining and very funny. <laughs> well, it's this Aiden English thing. It's pretty funny. I, I'm not gonna. You know. It's just Aiden English singing in the hallway is just too funny uh, for me. Uh, and of course, you know he, he's doing it, and he sees these two guys on their phones, and he's like, "Hey, you know, don't you don't notice talent when you see it, and you're over mm-hmm. here on your phones when I'm singing? What, what kind of music do you guys listen to?" And then the new day burst in the door, and those guys love it. It's like the Super Bowl for them. They <laughs> dance, and they, it's, it's their dreams have come true. Uh, and, and so that was kind of hilarious uh, and then you know you have you know a situation where they show up and then rusev you know has to make his appearance now that they came into the room and says it is not a new day it is rusev day and I think xavier's like oh it's rusev day again and they start celebrating with his music playing it on the drum <laughs> i love it uh, that, and, oh man it's that great. was a that was a great segment and it actually i actually didn't think the new day was coming out i was watching it I, I like Aiden. He's he's grown on me. I like his singing thing. Um, I just actually expected him to start slapping the two poor guys around, and that would be like the end of it, or some other random person would show up. I was actually surprised when the new day popped out, which made it even better. Um, I'm kind of hoping to get Rusev and Big E as a match. Oh, that would be good. I think that would be a really entertaining match. I really do. And, you know, especially since they are a trio, you mm-hmm. know. They can, you know, do that and not really have to worry about anything else and really anything, you know, when it came to being the tag, you know, going for the tag belts or anything like that. So I, I would like to see that match up, too. Will they do it? I don't know. Maybe they're teasing something right here. That's yeah. kind of my hope. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were talking about the tag division. I, I, you know, can't forget about another segment we had here with the Usos, uh, your, your champions. And they actually get approached by Benjamin and Gable. And uh, I think Gable finds himself where he's excited about rapping <laughs> to the Usos for some reason. <laughs> but he does it. And I love Benjamin's response. Benjamin doesn't even try to rap. He just says, look, you know, we're ready to take you guys on, basically. Um, so what, what do you think about that matchup? I mean, I, I think I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, I am too. Gable actually showed, for me, he actually showed a little bit more... Um personality than I think we're used to seeing him or that he's been allowed to really display it maybe um, it, I mean like a lot of people Gable and Benjamin seems really random but random sometimes is something they do really well and sometimes they don't so I think I think it'll be good um, like you said earlier there's only so much Usos and New Day that a person can take after a while but I think it, you know. I think it's for talented people. I love Benjamin. I mean, who doesn't? So, I think we're going to get a pretty good match out of that. How soon they'll make switch the titles again? I don't know. I think I'd rather see them not win it right away. You know, get maybe a second match and then win. But that's just me. No, I, I think that would be you know fair. Uh, it really would be. It, it, may, it really makes me wonder um, how close Gable and 
you know, Benjamin would get to being a tag champs. It really mm-hmm. does. I have that question in the back of my mind because I think they're a great tag team. I, I think they have a lot to offer. But the real question is, is does WB creative really feel like that those guys need to be in that position or are they just using them as a hot tag team just to kind of go out there and promote the tag division in general without actually holding belts? That's my question. And how long is this tag team going to last? You know, is Benjamin going to turn on Gable sooner than later or is this going to last, you know, six months, a year? Who knows? You know, so. Um. Let's see here. Well, Link, there's only one thing we have left on this whole thing uh, to talk about, and, and that's Bobby Roode uh, taking on Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, this is a pretty quick matchup. Uh, really, not a lot here. Uh, really, what you get is Ziggler cheating to win. You know, that the, the classic roll-up, pull-up the tides, pin, one, two, three. Dolph Ziggler wins and says, I told you so. I don't know. Uh, did you get anything out of this? I would rather see the two of them join forces, not necessarily as a tag team, but maybe some type of stable that they put together, whatever, than, you know, feud. Because I don't think, I don't, maybe I don't think, I don't like Bobby Roode as, a, as the, the face. Um, he's just very, and don't get me wrong, I love Bobby Roode as much as the next person I have for, you know, a long time. He's, they just seem too much alike. They both have this same tone of voice, same affect, you know. It seems like they're, you know, wrestling themselves in a sense. They just too much alike. There's no there's no contrast. Mm-hmm. That it, it that it falls flat. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. And I look at these guys mm-hmm. as just a, what you just mentioned. Both super talented, both have a lot to offer. Uh, but really, at points, it, it really goes based on their wrestling ability more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And we're in a situation where they're taking on each other in the same fashion. And they're trying to use other things to be a part of it. But is it really selling well? And I think no. the biggest part of it also is is Bobby Roode has, I mean, you just kind of feel a little concerned because it seems like the crowd is not yet behind him on, on this stage. Like NXT, they were super behind him. He was a star, kind of like Nakamura. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, it, it just does not seem like the crowd is behind him. No, Harry and I talked about this, you know, last week. And I think it goes back to that. I said it to Harry that he almost sounds like he's phoning it in. To me, it sounds like he's bored. He's not boring, but he sounds like he's bored. I think if he was the heel... I think he would be connecting more with the fans. I think that's how the fans would prefer him. Mm-hmm. You know, right or wrong. He just sounds bored. You know, he sounds like he's coming out there saying what he has to say, having, you know, pretty good match, talented in the ring. They, you know, they both are. But there's no real emotion behind it. There's no real yeah. you know, push to it. I, I, I agree with you on that. And, and, you know, I mentioned the same thing about Randy Orton earlier, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think he, he's a fine baby face, does, does his job okay. But when he's at heel, he is intimidating. Yeah. He, yeah, he's amazing. He, he brings a new light to whatever feud he's involved in. And uh, I think, you know, eventually we probably will get to Bobby Roode being that. But right now they're needing baby faces and they're using him as that next one. And I... I 
I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to say that I'm, I'm, I don't like him because I, like you, I respect him, watched his work for a long, long time, and I think a lot of this guy. Um, but until he does reach that next point in his career, I, I don't know how they're going to sell him very well on babyface Bobby Roode. Um, mm-hmm. Can he do it? Yes, he can. But, I mean, this is early, and not everybody in that universe knows him yet. That, that's the problem we have to remember. And, and for us that have watched Bobby Roode for a long time, we're very spoiled to know what he's all about. There's a lot of people, right. this is their first experience, and when no one's cheering for him, they say, well, I shouldn't cheer either, you know? Right. And I'm hoping for bigger, brighter days for Bobby Roode. I think there will be out there. Yeah, you know, like I said, I think if the two of them – were together, I think they'd actually play off each other, you know, better. Not that they should be, like I said, not that they should, they should be a tag team, but if they had something going on where they were on the same tide, excuse me, same side, I think it would be pretty awesome. But right now, it's just, okay, well, they both need something to do, so Dolph's going to be mad at the world and gimmicks mm. and yep. go after the guy in the flashy robe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy in the flashy robe. I like that. Uh, you know, it, it's the the whole thing of you know, uh, when can we get to the next thing for Dolph? I think mm-hmm. every time he's in a feud, it's like, okay, this is fine. Well, let's get to the next thing. And I, I, I just hate that I'm saying that already about this too. So you know, I, I'm right there with you though. I, I see your point. I mean, if these guys were in a Survivor Series match and they were on the same side, I think they'd be so much more entertaining. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, that pretty much rounds out SmackDown. I think we've talked about every single thing that they had tonight. Um, so, and you know, we'll have to do one last thing, and that is give this thing a rating. What did you rate this one? You know, I was thinking about this before we started because Harry always thinks I rated too high. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we've only done it like twice, but and then last week I rated it lower than he did, I think. Um, but. You know, overall, I really enjoyed it, just for the fact that it honestly kept my attention, even through the women's match and gender talking. So I'm going to be nice, because I actually really paid attention and give it a 7.9. All right, that's fair, you know, and it's okay, and no one rates the same. And, you know, the don't let them, don't let Harry give you a hard time. Uh, uh, you know, I think this was a decent episode. I think, you know, like I mentioned earlier, this was uh, really a lot better on the undercard uh, compared to what Raw did. And I, I think that they gave you a, a show that gets you going in lots of different divisions, different departments compared to, to some of the other times we've seen SmackDown. So I think I, for myself, I think I'm going to give this a, a 6.5. I think that they did a good job. I don't think it was overly grand. I don't think that they did anything to blow me away, but I still think it was a pretty solid show and, and I'm happy with it. I, I walk away saying I didn't waste my time. I feel like I actually got something out of this show. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, hmm? no, you got anything just, else? Nope, that's it. Okay. All right, well, guys, we are done with this show. Uh, we appreciate everybody that has come and checked us out tonight. W2Mnet.com is the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. Don't forget that. And go subscribe and rate and review for us because once you do that, it gets us a little bit more recognition. It also gets you to have your voice heard, and you get all the shows in one place, right? Uh, wherever you get your podcast. I don't know if you go to Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, or even YouTube. Hitting that subscribe button gets you well, everything. Okay. 
Jerry, there's know. also a new place you can listen to us on. Announced Go ahead, Sean. this week. The WTO Network and all of the podcasts that are on there, as, long, as well as Wrestling to the Max, you can now listen to us on your Amazon Alexa, Echo, or other speaker device that you have, even the Sonos speakers as well. You just tell, you go in your Amazon store, you put in the Spreaker podcast player, you have to connect it to your Alexa, then you tell Alexa to play Spreaker and then search Wrestling to the Max and you get our entire catalog right there to choose from. So, you know, whether you're listening to SmackDown 205, Raw, NXT, or the regular episodes, they're all there for you. And you just have to tell it. You know, you just have to speak to it. And we show up. How amazing is that? That's that, that pretty cool. Brilliant. Oh, man. I love that. So thank, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you telling me that. That's awesome. I'm super excited about that. Now I have to go get one of those machines. So... <laughs> I'm super old school people. I don't have Alexa. Hey, you know, uh, like 50% of people apparently listen to podcasts in their house now. So, like, you know, it's probably because of that thing. That, probably so. And it's it's a really cool situation because you can listen to whatever song you want to. Do your shopping list right there. And now you can get Wrestling to the Max and, of course, all these great review shows in one nice word. Hey, go search out. So, all right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Sean, for telling us that. Uh, make sure everybody also gives a little bit of love over to 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Thanks a lot to them. And we are done. So for myself, Mr. Sean Garmer, of course, you just heard. And for Liz, we appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll catch you guys down the road. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.